0: I'm your host, Dylan Martin. Here with me
1: is Jackson. Oh, hey. Hey, Dylan. Uh, didn't see you there. Uh, how's it going? Uh, I'm, uh, don't, don't worry about that. Uh, it's just, this, it's this new thing I'm trying out. It's called Spice. Uh, I love it. Uh, my eyes are starting to turn blue though. I'm not sure if that's because of the spice or like, uh, you know, uh, my uncle actually has blue eyes. So, uh, uh how have you been, Dylan? Uh, how's, how's it going? Uh, uh, what, what's going on? Uh, hey, what are we here? What, I'll like-
0: have what you're having. Give me <laughs> some of that spice. Let's just jump right into it. Let's, let's go on, let's go on a time machine, man. Let's, let's go far out into the future. Cause I, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready to talk about Ron's Gone Wrong. The, one of the most anticipated <laughs> animated movies of the year. I just of the watched decade. it. Up, I, yeah. A- and the future decade too. Cause I am... Uh, I, I cannot wait to rave about this movie. It's... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. I did watch it, though. I did go to a theater. If you get the chance, please watch Ron's Gone Wrong in the theater. Do How yourself. it was meant
1: to be seen. This yeah. Ron's Gone Wrong, if you're watching <laughs> that on a small screen, you ain't watching the cinema. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, kidding aside, I did watch it. I enjoyed it. It was a nice flick for the
0: kids. Uh, Real but, quick, what would you rate it? Uh, you know, like... Uh, a good solid seven, nice oh, seven. Okay. You know, it, it's it's a little dated, you know, for the times right now. But it's a it has some nice commentary too about oh. uh, social media and uh, kids. Surprisingly, I didn't think it would uh, have a deeper meaning than it would, and it did.
1: So all those iPad kids that are gonna watch this movie on their iPad are gonna go crazy. <laughs> they're gonna have their first existential crisis.
0: Yeah, they're, they're gonna hate this movie. <laughs> it's gonna be those that they trash it, and then late, years
1: later they're like, "Oh, I get it now." They're gonna be in <laughs> therapy, and they're gonna start crying over Ron's Gone Wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways, let's let's not talk about
0: that movie. Uh, let's talk about Dune. We're here to talk about Dune. That's right. Uh, for those who don't know, we don't even know because we didn't read the book like no. many reviewers out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's based off the uh, the title, the same, Dune, by Frank uh, Herbert. And it's probably the most influential sci-fi novels of all time. I mean, you can name something random and you can link it to Dune. Anyone like SpongeBob? There's a random warm episode from the sand, Dune. I was thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, even down to Star Wars, that is oh, God, yeah. heavily, heavily influenced from Dune. And I'm not even talking about the movies. I'm talking about the books themselves. Uh, but we'll get into all that. And uh, But since we're not going to be doing a book review, because uh, from what I... This is the cinema show, for Christ's sake. Yeah, we don't read around here. We we listen and we watch. That's all we do. Uh, let's talk about Dune. Specifically, uh... 1984's Dune. <laughs> yes. David Lynch's Dune. Uh, I didn't think we were going to be talking about the adaptation from the 80s, but you know what? Why not? Why not? I think not? it's
1: necessary.
0: Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I just got done watching it on HBO Max in my living room. Uh, the opposite way I watched the 2021 one uh, movie. But yeah. Written and directed by David Lynch. Uh, music. By Toto, of all people! <laughs> Let me tell you, like when the credits credits were rolling and opening, I was just like laughing already. Uh, just everything about it. Uh, I blast
1: the range down in Aracus.
0: <laughs> it's we're in the year ten thousand one hundred and ninety-one. Uh, this movie, like the new one, and of course the book, it's set in the distant future. It missed a. Feudal interstellar society in which a various noble house controls planetary fields. It tells the story of a young Paul Atreides whose family accepts the stewardship of the planet Arceus. arceus Arrakis. Arrakis. <laughs> These damn names. I'm telling you, it's gonna you're gonna have to help me out with the, the, hey, the names. No problem. <laughs> and I'm that's the simplest synopsis I could find. When describing dune dune I mean that that's
1: where do we start with this movie? <laughs> such a simple name and yet such a rich and storied story yes, and I, I don't I'm, know where to start.
0: I'm gonna refuse from using the d word because I've heard it a lot when describing this movie, so let's see who cannot go without saying that word while describing a dune in general, but yeah. Uh I'm so glad I got to watch the 2021 version before watching this movie. I'll say that. I did that. the
1: opposite. I saw uh 84 before uh the night before watching the newest one.
0: Oh okay, see, I'm going backwards. You know, and after this episode, I'm going to have to read the damn books. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you talk about a oh, I know when they were announcing the casting for, for uh Denis venues version. I didn't realize that the new one, I mean, the, the 80s one would be stacked as well. A lot of yeah. surprises in this movie. People would pop up like, hey, wow. know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> know that guy. Uh, where do we
1: start? I guess we just start from the beginning. Uh, Paul. Paul himself. Oh, I, I was going to say the Virginia Madsen and her narration and just really just... Bird feeding the audience all the information that you need, and I think you have to <laughs> uh, compare this.
0: I, I don't want to do a lot of compare. Let's just talk about this movie, and we'll we'll compare it later. Uh, yeah. yeah, Virginia Matson. Uh, we just talked about her in Candyman. Yeah, she did this uh, eight years prior. Wow. Yeah, I don't know too much about Virginia Matson, but hey, look at her.
1: Now she's I want to watch a, more of her movies. Yeah, she's in a David Lynch movie. How about that? Um, <laughs> what a. What a weird way to start your movie, uh, especially since we don't see this character until, like, the end. Yeah. It's uh, not my first choice for a, <laughs> a character who, you know, I would have assumed, like, Paul would have been the narrator or, like, the mom or something or someone else. Someone that we would have, like, had a form a relationship with. or I don't know. It just felt weird. And then it everything just felt so... Inorganic, it felt like it was really forcing itself to how it plays out, you know?
0: Yeah, this this movie... There's a lot of times I was like, this movie came out before 1977 Star Wars. Yeah. Because I don't know what the budget was. I I mean, I I don't know where David Lynch was in his career. Well, what do you mean?
1: It came out after 77. Oh, no, I know that.
0: I'm just saying... The way the movie looked and kind of even was paced, it felt like a much older movie. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. I mean, when you're comparing space epics, at that time you probably only had Star Wars just a decade before, not even a full decade before.
1: Return of the Jedi came out the year prior.
0: Yeah, and this movie again, I don't know where David Lynch was at in his career to where what a budget he would have with this type of movie. But it, this came from Universal, who had the rights at the time for this to make this movie. You would think they would want to make their own version of Star Wars
1: right when the trilogy just ended off. Exactly. So, People are going to want more. It's like, hey, we're right around the corner. We got Dune. Dune's
0: the thing that inspired Star Wars and many other things. A uh, little tidbits about that, too. There is a version of Dune that was supposed to come out. In the 70s, actually. And a lot of the artwork actually birthed the creation of Alien.
1: That's right. I did see a uh, a drawing of the sandworm that uh, H.R. Geiger made.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's the one that eventually became the Xenomorph. Wow. Yeah. So, again, even a failed adaptation of Dune became, uh, look what it gave us, an icon in sci-fi exactly so dune it's the gift that keeps on giving baby it just keeps gifting gifting us with so much sci-fi and we don't we didn't even realize it so it's great to see that unfortunately yeah this movie is uh maybe should have done the approach that dini venu did or is wanting to do and that split the first book up a little bit because yeah there's a lot of story a lot of lore That needs to be kind of taken care of i did appreciate that david lynch kind of gave us a powerpoint at the beginning you know giving us like the planets and who's what and kind of like okay look here's the homework here and let's start the movie uh and yeah speaking of the cast here we got kyle uh, mclaughlin uh who's of course would be uh, david lynch's uh star pupil in his eyes to see him in twin peaks and other things like that uh you know what's so crazy I hate, hate, hate that I'm comparing this movie already to the new one. But he's the same age as Timothy Chalamet when he was making Dune. Wow. Yeah. I, I I wanted to know. I was like, man, like, this is going to be Timothy Chalamet's character. Let me see what age he was. Looked it up, and he was 25 when this came out. And Timothy Chalamet is 25. So that's uh, just great how that all worked out. Uh, surprising casting choices, I thought, here. Uh, aside from him. Because I thought he was a good choice. Obviously. Yeah. Um Sting's in here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, the, tot- all- I totally forgot he was here in this movie. I had this weird Mandela effect where I thought David Bowie was in this movie. Mm. And uh, the days leading up to actually watching I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch David Bowie on some spice. And <laughs> nope, that's that's not him. I don't know why I thought David Bowie was in this. <laughs> it's Sting. Yeah. It
0: uh also sci-fi Blade Runner, we have Sean Young here as, yeah. as Chani, which it took me a while to recognize. I had no idea that was her until I think the first time I hear her speak, I was like, oh, it clicked instantly.
1: I didn't realize it until the credits rolled. <laughs>
0: really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. who else? Uh Lady Jessica Francesca Annison, Annis? She's great. I thought she was really great in the role as the uh, mother. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's in here.
1: you got Star Trek.
0: Star Trek. It, it's, again, God, not the movie, just like the impact of, yeah. of Dune. And I think that clouded my judgment because I watched the one uh 2021's Dune first. So I already had all the homework. I already knew what was going to be happening. I have to disclaimer here. I watched half of this movie. Ooh, okay. So here's what I did. I watched Dune, of course, 2021. And then I went back to watch the 80s. And as soon as it got to the point where I felt like where the Denis Venue's version ended, I was like, I'm going to stop here because I don't want to be spoiled. I want my experience to be with Denis Venue's version. Okay. So I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen in part two or what's uh, if they're going to follow the book or this movie. Again, I don't know what the
1: difference is at all. So then I'm able to fill that in. I had seen 84 before. Um, So watching 21, I'm like, man, where is this going to end? Because it just kept going on. And uh, 84 really cut the second half short. They uh, especially because. Considering 2021 ends off on the halfway point of the story, mm-hmm. there's a, not much left in 84 to go off of. Everything else just happens like very quickly compared to everything else that mm-hmm. had this slow kind of methodical pace. Um, and I'm glad that both of these movies had that. And that really feels like it's baked into the story itself, that it has this care. It has this weight to everything uh and I appreciate that but yeah uh the second half of the story just really feels like they were like all right I don't know where to go from here let's just let's just wrap this up oh wow okay yeah very interesting hmm
0: yeah that's crazy too cuz I I already had that hindsight of what I already saw and I again, I don't know where David Lynch was in his career here. I mean, obviously, in the 90s, we got uh, Twin Peaks. And 90s, I think, were really the, a good decade for David Lynch. Uh, but this movie definitely feels like a David Lynch movie at times. Uh, there's a, Especially when we get visions and yeah, uh, all the, the camera dreams. work. Yes, and we love we know David Lynch loves his surrealness. And we get that a lot in this movie. And I think I I like that artistry behind it. I appreciated the effort that was put in to making this movie, as cheap as it looked at times, a lot of times, let me tell you. Yeah. I'm Uh, just very curious to see, like, the behind the scenes of, like, what what was going on during that whole production.
1: Yeah. uh, I especially want to see, like, how they built those sets and everything, because that's the one thing that I like about 84s more than the newer one is the set design. Uh, oh. and the costumes everything uh was more elaborate in mm. 84 compared to this new one everything just kind of looks flat and looks the same mm, okay. this one has flair to every location
0: yeah yeah uh, <laughs> a few things i want to point out here uh the effects the special effects in this movie oh, yeah uh, that's where why i was questioning like when this exactly came out because i refuse to believe it came after our original trilogy <laughs> Uh, there was one sequence, which is a pretty fun sequence in the new one, where they are practicing. Uh, Captain Picard here, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, is fighting uh, with Paul here, and it turns into a Minecraft movie <laughs> yeah, for a sec. I was thinking Roblox. <laughs> yeah, just like real blocky. I was like, oh my—it I, I- it shocked me <laughs> to see that. I didn't expect that type of—like, it's so weird. I don't know why they went in that direction.
1: Yeah, neither do I. I guess you can't get, like, the frame-perfect doubling effect that they do for the shields in the newer one, but what a weird choice. Yeah, maybe they didn't—again,
0: maybe it wasn't in the budget, because I I think you could have gone over and had an animator just frame-by-frame penciling in, like, at least a little filter over them. Yeah. Yeah, but that sequence was pretty intense, so maybe it would have been harder and would have cost— a lot more money to do that to get Animator and i feel in. like the
1: budget went to the cast and to the sets and all the everything that you physically see mm-hmm. and then they had no time left for the special effects yeah. even the worm looks a little rough okay well from what i saw i enjoyed the
0: puppeteering uh from the worm. Uh, it looked pretty cool uh again the warm for those who haven't seen uh tremors that's another. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to keep. It's in everything. It's in everything. Uh, Beetlejuice. There's a sequence where there's a big old giant uh, snake in the sand. Dune. There you go.
1: <laughs> it, it's. I'm going to keep pulling out random. Lawrence references. of Arabia. They're in the desert. Oh, wait. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Came before, <laughs> yeah, huh? there's a little bit before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: little homework here for those are listening. And I kind of want to like a crash course on Dune before you go watch it. Uh, any of them. If you watch the '80s one, if you want to read the book, if you want to watch the new movie, uh, so the House of Atreides—that's the good guys. They're good, supposedly, quote unquote, good.
1: Oh yeah,
0: uh, colonialism. Oh, yeah, and then you got the the bad guys, which in the '80s movie, uh, they're a redheaded, anti-Mohawk, uh, crazy loony guys. Uh, they're the House of Harkonnen. Yes. Uh, we get like a, a Jabba the Hut looking. A uh, guy who uh, leads the charge here, and he flies. He can fly. Uh, that that looking like Slimer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, look, at you <laughs> <You're looking laughs> like Slimer. And then, of course, in the new movie, and I don't know what happens in the later half of uh, 1984's Dune, but you also have uh, the Emperor. Which, um, I wanted to ask if we do we ever get to see the Emperor in uh, this movie? Is he at the beginning?
1: Yeah, that's the okay, the guy in the him. beginning. That's okay. the emperor, huh? Okay. It we take a while to get to Paul in '84. There's a there's the exposition that uh, Virginia Matson spits out, and then mm. we get the credits, and then we get the emperor, and then after that scene wraps up, then we finally get to Paul, and and then in this new one, it's the it's a little tidbit, and then straight into Paul's story. Which yeah. I felt flowed much better,
0: oh okay, well, I mean, that's as much as I can talk about uh, this movie, uh, and I, I feel
1: like that's as much as we should talk about,
0: yeah, yeah, and also, I do want to point out that Patrick Stewart was holding a pug uh during yeah. during the war, and i I think that that was just a bad call on his end. that's, that's <laughs> all I'll say about that, uh, but let's jump over to the twenty twenty one uh, version uh, from oh wait hold on wait whoa 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 wait Max von Sydow is in this movie yeah <laughs> I was pl- I was surprised to see him and I I was really happy to see him on the screen uh, he, I think we lost him this year right or like uh, last, last year? year last year yeah so it, it was great to see him uh, but yeah yeah let's let's jump into the 2021 from uh, Denis Vianuwebe. Oh, see, Villeneuve. Véneuve. He is French. Ah, see. Well, I'm Mexican, so I can't. <laughs> excuse my my accent. Uh, yeah. So, pretty much the same premise uh, comes from the book here, and we have uh, Timothy Chalamet playing Paul Atreides, and we have Zendaya, who uh, who's in a uh, who's in a perfume commercial the entire movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Spice. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then we have uh rebecca this this movie is stacked okay i have an entire list here and i guess we'll just go through them as we're talking about the movie okay but i just gotta say one thing really quick
1: Woo!
0: i am on a high i maybe i was taking some spice during that movie but i was in love i saw this movie in imax the theater experience already cinema's back baby cinema's we, back we are back it was great to be in a theater but not only that i watched it in imax and i was surrounded by people i know i know that's a little scary but there was it just felt so good to be around different types of people I, i've never been in a theater that was so diverse and i think there's two types of camps that were coming to this movie there are people like me who were excited about the movie in itself movie you know and then you had like <laughs> uh, kids uh, that were there for Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's let's all just come together. Let's watch this movie. It felt so crazy to me because I had just watched Lamb not too long ago in the theater, and I only was with two other parties. And it, it seemed like the people that you expect to be the in those types of movies, but it felt so great to be in a packed theater experiencing such an art house movie that you wouldn't normally go to if you knew what you're getting yourself into.
1: Yeah. I was surprised to see that my theater was as packed as it was. Uh, I went midday on a Saturday. Um, but even then uh, I didn't really expect that many people to be watching Dune in IMAX, but no, uh, it was a good crowd. I-, I would say on par with Venom 2's crowd for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it was great. I went Friday night and yeah, like the energy was not like a Marvel movie. You know, it it, it was just a different type of vibe. And even watching the movie throughout, there was just a different
1: type of energy in the room. Anytime that it was quiet, you never heard any like popcorn moving around or bags or anything. Even whenever they play like the opening IMAX thing and you know how it gets silent right before it ends. Mm hmm. Whenever the theater is silent for that part, that's when you know you're watching it with a good audience.
0: It felt like I was part of a bigger experience having everyone feel the same way I was feeling watching a movie. And in that kind of scope and that kind of uh, just true vision uh, from our director here. uh, Because I'm kind of surprised you talked about like the the set design. Of this mm-hmm. movie compared to the 80s one. I mean don't get me wrong. The 80s one. A lot more colorful. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I, I just feel like. There was such artistry. Within the costumes. And the sets themselves. Uh, I thought it was uh, very. Uh, it just. It was taking from different types of cultures. That this book has been. Always in reference to. I know there's a lot of like. a Middle Eastern. uh Mm-hmm. references in the book itself so i mean it's not dated it's, it's fr- the books from the 60s and it was great to see that uh, this movie kind of embraced those cultures that were obviously influenced within the book mm-hmm. and I-, I was just in love with this movie i maybe i'm still writing that high maybe it it's not a perfect movie and we'll get into that as well but As of right now, I'm just so happy I got to watch this movie and I'm just grateful that we get to keep having these movies. It's very rare that we have a movie with this big of budget and cast and just grand scope made by a director like Denis Villeneuve and especially him kind of bombing at the box office with Blade Runner 2049.
1: Exactly. I was just about to bring that up how he got to do a sequel to Blade Runner, and he was like, Yeah, that was pretty cool, I guess, but I'd really love to do Dune. That's what I want to do. And then here we are, three years later, and it's out. Watching it in IMAX. Watch. He's doing his passion project. Please. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, you get a director who obviously loves sci fi. You know, he did Arrival, and he did Blade Runner. Uh, 2049 and why not tackle the mother of all sci-fi influences dune and i could i can tell that he loves this source material like he loves and it, and he had such a passion behind it and uh, down to the cinematographer uh who I, I don't know if this it's their first time working together but i know we didn't get uh roger deakins uh who he's collabed with uh a couple of times. Uh, but we get Greg Frazier, who did Rogue One, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah. And the, oh, the cinematography in that movie. Yeah. Oh. and Some of the best shots in all of Star Wars. Yeah, and
0: uh, amazing shots in this movie. It's a painting come to life. It's just pure art. Uh, some of this. and you, Most of the sequences the here. The art
1: and the care and the craft. Like, you can tell. The, it oozes out of every second in every frame. You can tell that... He holds the the source material in such high regard. It, there's so much reverence uh, that this movie treats itself with, yeah. and it's totally
0: earned. Yes, and it's only enhanced with Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah, yeah. the The theme playing throughout the entire movie is still in my head, and I keep humming it every now and again. I I can't get enough of it. I'm actually gonna download the album or the soundtrack on Spotify. Uh, just to listen to it again because it's great. It's—I've never been. Of course, I'm a fan of Hans Zimmer, but I never was in love with any of his scores aside from Blade Runner 2049 uh, until this movie as well. And it's—it's it's great. I, it's right on my alley. It, it's got sci-fi. It's got uh, just beautiful scenes within it. Uh, I, I'm gonna pull out the card. It's dense. <laughs> the, the story is definitely dense. And I'm so glad that we're getting uh, this in parts.
1: Yeah, and funny how it wasn't advertised like that. It sneaks the part no. one up on you uh, right before. At and the it beginning. Just flashes, and then before you even <laughs> have time to think about it, the movie just starts. It was very quick, and I'm so glad I asked
0: Emmanuel. Uh, he, I asked him, like, is this movie like only going to be half the book? And he's like, from what I'm reading, yes. I'm like, okay, so let me go into, that, into the movie knowing that. And yeah, like you said, like the the title pops up, and I'm I'm hyped. And then real quick, part one, I'm like what what what? <laughs> <laughs> We're only getting half the book. Uh, yes, we are. And I'm I'm happy because going into the '80s one, I just felt like everything just went by so quick. And I'm so glad we just took our time building this world, just getting immersed into the multiple planets we go to. Uh, I appreciated that and. I what can we where did we start I mean
1: uh, oh, uh, overall thoughts I mean, I mean more than what we've already said um, yeah after when the credits rolled what was what was your immediate takeaway
0: I was ready for part two I I could have sat there for another two and a half hours damn if they would have said this movie is going to be five hours, of course, I would have been like, mm, but <laughs> uh, after watching what I watched in IMAX, I, I was, I was like hyped. Like literally the last line of the movie, which is said by Zendaya, uh, it, it just got me so excited. I was like, oh yeah, the, the, the last line of the movie perfectly encapsulates what I was, how I was feeling at the end of the movie. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Give me more of that, please.
1: Um I am not super in love with it. I thought it was okay. great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I thought it was good. It's extremely well crafted. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Uh the performances are oh, incredible. Yeah. Uh every shot to painting. Um I just don't think this is um my cup of tea. I uh I, I I love everything that it's saying, like the there's there's so much to unpack imp- it's it's dense. Uh, (laughs) but um i'm not i don't know something about it it's uh it's not my favorite i would i would rather watch star wars and that's just my dumb popcorn eating brain speaking (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know uh even after like uh watching 84 and i was like well the new one's gonna be better i already know that um that's a given but even after watching the newer one i was like oh all right Uh, it's, it has that same kind of vibe as the first one, but just executed better in every conceivable way. I'm just going to go ahead and say my rating. It's an eight. I'm just, I just want to preface that. (laughs) Um, but I'm not in love with it. I'm still definitely going to watch part two though. Don't get me wrong.
0: I'm so like conflicted with rating it because I feel like, I guess the only Achilles heel to this movie is that it is not a complete movie technically I mean it feels like the only thing I could think of right now is if they made Fellowship of the Ring half uh the book into a movie Ooh, yeah you know what I mean that's what I was thinking I was thinking of Lord of the Rings and I was thinking of the Star Wars prequels specifically episode one because most of it takes place in a desert and there's a lot of politics in it and i was like oh george lucas and I, I know what you were trying to do in episode one you're trying to do dune full on and i think you failed at that but yeah i'm because i feel like timothy chalamet as great as he was you know who, who i was thinking of i was thinking of leonardo dicaprio i felt like we were watching uh just the 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 same way people got to witness Leonardo DiCaprio's career right before their eyes. I felt like that with Timothy Chalamet. Cause I remember the first time I watched him, I think it was in Lady Bird. Yeah. And just seeing uh, how he's progressed as an actor and I, as great as he was in this movie, I, I felt he, and same could be said for Luke Skywalker. He He's not the most interesting character out of the surrounding characters. You know, right. every, everybody gravitates more to Han Solo Everyone loves the droids. And then there's Luke Skywalker in the middle of all this. But if anything, The Empire Strikes Back taught me is that there's a lot more to Luke Skywalker. And I'm hoping part two to Dune, there's a lot more to uh, Paul Atreides.
1: Yeah, that, that's the only flaw to this movie is that it's only telling half the story. And when you're sitting in a the theater for two and a half hours, which by the way, uh, the last duel was the same runtime. And I definitely felt the length of uh with this with dune than i did with uh the last duel really
0: because i i I would say the opposite i feel like i and i don't even think last duel dragged at all but i felt like this one went by so fast for me that maybe there's a point in the movie where the time kind of felt like it was dragging just a bit there's a little lull in the movie uh but i don't i could have sworn it was about two hours. I didn't feel 30 minutes anywhere in there. Wow. Yeah. And again, maybe it's just me enjoying it so much. Again, remember, like, I'm completely new having read the book, didn't watch the 80s one first. I went into this completely fresh, excited, hyped up, and I guess that's what made me enjoy it more. And, and like, also, like, that's what made me not enjoy the 80s David Lynch's Dune because I already kind of already knew the story and where it was going so, so everything to me was so fresh uh when we get the battle uh on dune uh best sequence by far to me because you know i'm I'm dumb and i like action and things explode and i'm i'm happy people die on left and right yeah. action that's and you're invested alley.
1: in every uh character that's uh experiencing everything at that moment yeah uh, you've got the greatly executed action mm-hmm. but I'm there, like, on the edge of my seat, even though I had already seen 84, uh, Mm -hmm. wondering, like, what was going to happen to Oscar Isaac's character, the Duke, you know? Uh, And I was still invested, having already seen that, and I think that's just a testament to the, the craft of this movie.
0: Yeah, and we feel a lot of weight, especially with characters like Lady Jessica, played by Rebecca Ferguson, and her role in all this, and I didn't expect it, Again, not knowing Dune at all, and I didn't expect her character to have as much uh, to do in this movie. As yeah, much moms usually don't. Yeah, which is crazy how this, again, this book is from the 60s. <laughs> it's like, it's right there, people. It's been there for a very long time. Utilize your female characters, Adoy. Uh Even to where we get our, well, Lady Jessica's is a, a space witch. Yeah. I <laughs> just say that. And the person who played the eldest of that tribe, uh, I thought was great as well. Uh, she was even good in the 80s one. I know they're yeah. two different actresses, of course, but uh, I just, that's a very cool role to sink your teeth in if you're getting that role. You just pl- play a
1: evil witch. That's all you are. And you get to have fun with it. And there's so much there. Uh, it's really good roles uh, for women. In the 60s, again. Yeah. Put your hand in the right box, if you dare. Uh, but Jason Momoa
0: is a character that I'm so happy he was uh, a, to be a part of, because I think the movie really needed that uh, relief. Because yes. I, I feel like it was so, uh, not dour, just a, a lot of weight, especially on your main character. Uh, uh, to quote Martin McFly, Whoa, this is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, Jason Momoa is great in this movie. I, I He's playing himself, but you don't mind it just because of how uh, just
1: how serious this movie is. And it, uh, one, it's a it's a great levity character, but it he also feels natural playing himself. It's so weird. And I don't think I've ever seen Jason Momoa clean shaven before. <laughs> a little weird, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And who else? Uh, there's some other people I didn't even realize were in this movie until they showed up, but we'll get to them. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård is Also I was awesome just about
1: to mention him. As
0: Vladimir. Oh my goodness. Great. I, I, I kind of wish he had a little bit more, uh, to do in this movie. Uh, but again, he's still alive. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh I guess we'll see him in part two as well. Again, this movie doesn't yes. feel like a complete movie, so it's. Uh, there's another part that we need to talk about when it comes out and it will come out. Uh, I've been hearing people like, Oh, we don't know if it's going to come out. It is. It's going to come out. One, Warner brothers wants their star Wars and it's here. They already, they already paid Denis Deneva so much money to make it. So they're going to keep going with it. Uh, who else? Yeah. Oscar Isaac is great as always. Uh, he, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Josh Brolin's great. He's <laughs> the the general, the right hand man. Uh also another person uh S- Stephen McKinley I think is his name he is the uh, I guess the left-hand man of the king Yeah uh yes yeah, Stephen McKinley Henderson <sighs> Yeah he I didn't even know this until researching it but he's like an android he, he's like a human computer
1: Oh okay that's what his eyes were doing Yeah I, I didn't I realize I lo- that either
0: I love that too he would just like googling something in his head and like <laughs> comes back like yeah that's what it is uh it was great, just little things like that. Speaking of androids in this movie, uh Polka Dot Man. We got Polka Dot Man in this movie. Yeah. Unrecognizable with his uh, little ball cap. <laughs> uh but he's in there. I know he was announced, but I totally forgot he was in this movie. Uh another great actor in this movie, I, I didn't I've not seen him in anything else, but I loved what he did in this movie. Uh the Doctor, played by uh Chang Chen. Oh yes. Yeah, he was I thought he was so good. Uh and uh Javier Bardem. Harvey Birdem, and we're which, gonna
1: see a lot more of him in the second one.
0: Oh, great, great! I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Because again, yeah, even, ev- like,
1: everything with the uh, the Fremen, uh, that's all expanded, and we're gonna see a lot more of them in part two.
0: Great! Well, we'll get to see Zendaya, so Hydra uh, forks Zendaya fans, so <laughs> we're, we're gonna get more. If that's anything, it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine all the Zendaya stands like, what the hell? <laughs> Just I writing. paid twenty
1: dollars for this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, Zendaya fans out there, uh, hashtag, you know, uh, Twitter, you know, uh, at Warner Brothers and force them to make a part two, please.
1: Man, Zendaya and Warner Brothers have a great relationship. You got Euphoria, you got Mm. this movie, you got Space Jam, A New Legacy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she played uh, Lola
0: Bunny. And she didn't have to. You know, uh, voice acting. Got a... She
1: was so underutilized. She had like five lines in that whole movie. <laughs> hey, hey, same here.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave Patistas in this movie. Yeah. I forgot about that completely, and he showed up. I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're in the wrong space movie. Who else? I think we can touch on everybody here.
1: Yeah, I, I, there's a lot.
0: There's a lot. Oh, um, uh who? So Max von Sydow's character. Uh, is played by. Uh, they gender swapped and race swapped. Uh, the, yeah!
1: Dr. Liette Kynes. Uh,
0: yes. And playing that character in this movie is uh, Sharon Duncan, I believe. I, think, I don't think that's her full name. But yeah, she was great in this movie as well. Like, I don't know. What, what was your, like, uh, just criticisms of it overall? Like, was it the characters? Because I feel like Timothy Chalamet's character is that. Again, this is why I was getting episode one prequels vibes. He is the chosen one. Uh, We get that chosen one archetype here. And even if Dune did it in the 60s, today it just feels kind of bland. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Maybe they're going to do something different with it in part two. But if they go the route that I think they're going to be going, I hope they don't. Uh, Just because uh, we saw with Neo in The Matrix... And for that first movie, it was fine. And then they kind of fumbled it in the sequels. So I'm hoping they do something different with that archetype in part two.
1: Well, with uh, apparently uh, they followed like the book to a T, like everything in the first half of the book is in Mm. this movie. They didn't cut anything out as far as I'm aware, from what I've heard. Uh, So that's you never see that. Even with Harry Potter, there's so much stuff they cut out. But again, Denis Villeneuve really cares about the source material. He wanted every, and I, he got what he wanted. I I feel like this is he. This is gonna be like his favorite movie of his. Oh yeah, for the rest of his life.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only criticisms is that like, uh, again, it's we don't get the full story. Uh, but for two and a half hours to only get half of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that we're getting part two, but still, it's like. Ah, uh, I would. What I really want to do is I want to see the five-hour cut, uh, just all in one sitting. What I'm hoping they do is whenever the new one comes out, or the second one, whenever that comes out, um, they have like a double feature in IMAX, so you're just mm. able to watch both of them back to back. That would be incredible if they did that. That'd be great. But yeah, that to me that's definitely uh, uh it's not the biggest deal in the world because again, I understand we're getting the second half later. Um, but that did burn me just a little bit. It's not my biggest critique. Um, again, uh, the other thing is the set designs and the costumes. It's more subdued. Uh, there's definitely still artistry there for sure, Mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as extravagant as it was in 84s.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I don't think in this uh, part one, obviously we haven't even gone to the emperor's planet yet. No, we don't see him at all no at all so maybe you know that's where we get to maybe we'll get a lot more color because i mean denise venu is not scared of color obviously no like a blade runner yeah (laughs) that's nothing but color (laughs) so so maybe he's saving all that for uh for the emperor's planet who knows you never know
1: yeah and there is a darker like you know uh well, no spoilers, but there's a, a huge travesty that happens halfway through the movie. So there there's a reason for everything to be as uh dark and muted as everything is. Thematically it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just uh I like the colors. Uh again, my dumb ape brain like uh big bright color. And uh I missed that in, in this one. But yeah. again, uh those are just nitpicks. Uh no, not nitpicks. Um no, I, th- I, think the valid... I think it's a uh,
0: valid criticism.
1: Yeah, but it's not the biggest deal in the world. Uh, it it all makes sense thematically, and it's it's all done with purpose. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it was an accident or like an oversight. Uh, it everything is so methodical. Yeah, uh, and it has a, a purpose, and that's why uh, I still think the movie is as as great as it is.
0: So. Would you change your mind about this part one when part two comes out?
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I I already have a feeling that that's going to be the case.
0: Yeah. And I feel like there's it's more pressure on part two, don't you think, to kind of like stick the landing?
1: I don't think so. I don't think there's any pressure because I have faith in Denny that he's going to stick the landing. I don't think that's a question. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And it's great that they marketed this movie uh, as just Dune itself, because if they marketed it as part one, I don't think as many people would have gone out to come see this.
0: Yeah. I know you already gave your rating. I think it was an 8.5, you said? Or 8. I saw a flat 8. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll go with an eight and 8.5. And
0: okay. Yeah. I mean, I would go a 9.5. Uh, I feel like there's very, again, when you're following source material so faithfully, I mean, it's kind of sacrilegious when you kind of go off the rails when it comes to something like the novel Dune. So him following the chosen one archetype. Uh, I mean, I can't really fault Denis for following it. I mean, he kind of has to, right? It's, it, it kind of, it's kind of the main point of the book, I would say. Yeah, It's
1: baked into it.
0: Yeah. So you can't fault him for that. But, uh, for me, it's like, we've seen that already. We've seen
1: especially it. for, uh, when you have characters named Stilgar and Chani and our protagonist is a white guy named Paul.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, it, Duncan, it, Idaho, <laughs> Jessica, Paul. I'm not the first person to say that, but uh, it, it's so weird how you have these traditional uh, they're biblical name, or at least Paul is Paul's a yeah. biblical name, but uh, which, again, makes sense. He's the Messiah, you know? Yeah. So again, it's all done with purpose.
0: Yeah, and you're dealing with a lot of issues. I mean, obviously, colonialism, imperialism, uh, all the isms you could think of. I'm sure there's are somewhere rooted. Capitalism. Into this. Yeah, capitalism. You throw it all in there. You know, it's uh, it's what uh, that's what I love about sci-fi so much that you can get away with tackling these issues without directly pointing at things you know you can make your up your own scenario and critique it itself you know it's yeah. kind of like i i see like uh sci-fi in movies or in just media in general the same as comedy whereas comedy it, it's a it could be used as a, a very important tool in critique in society when used effectively and that's what sci-fi has been doing uh for as long as comedy so it's uh, that's why i appreciate it so much and I'm just glad that we got a director like Denny to give it a, uh, some proper respect. You know, Absolutely. I, I feel like <laughs> it's in the beginning commercial of uh, Cinemark's uh, little thing where like, oh, uh, it's sci-fi. So and that's the biggest argument, right? Like if it's a sci-fi movie, the Oscars are never going to give it its proper due. But there's D- Denny Venu saying, no, like I'm going to treat it as it should, you know, with the utmost respect and. Uh, give it a nice uh artistic craft to it
1: it's just like what i say about uh kids movies or uh just because it's made for kids doesn't mean it has to be dumb you can make Mm -hmm. a really good and thought provoking movie for kids kids are smart they know what they're what they're going to be watching you know and same thing with sci-fi it doesn't all have to be uh star wars where it's just mindless action lightsabers and blasters and everything of course Star Wars is more than that but um (laughs) you can do a lot more with sci-fi than uh than the general consensus uh has made it out to be like with blade runner and with this
0: and you could do both honestly i it's crazy when i was watching this movie uh thinking about all the other sci-fi things and what it, it what dune has influenced i was thinking of like i'm kind of done with star wars like officially you know what i mean like when you got something like dune here right in front of us and obviously it's not something new in sci-fi but uh, just it felt so much more sophisticated and just something fresh you know and i was excited i, I, I think that was the most that's why i was coming out of it just so hopeful about movies in general. I was like nothing it like we watched Endgame, right? And Endgame mm-hmm. was, was a great experience, right? Uh but but I'm just like I'm it's something else. Like I, I don't have to watch a big budget Marvel movie to feel this way. I, I don't have to be forced to go watch a Star Wars movie to feel some grand epicness on the screen. Right. Yeah, and and that, that's what and I like. And Lord of the it's,
1: Rings did that for the fantasy genre
0: yes yes it did and i i feel that's what i that's why i kept thinking of lord of the rings as well i was like man this feels so epic and grand and it's sci-fi we're talking about here we're talking about dune and again i was looking around like the audience I was like man like everyone's into this movie like everyone's getting it and i'm i am so glad people are getting it i just wish they would have showed up for blade runner 2049 <laughs> but hey better late than ever
1: yeah you can always uh, buy it on 4K and watch it on your TV. Yeah. Yeah. Watch, uh, if, please, people, watch Dune. Go to the movie theater. I mean, watch it in IMAX. This is what, uh, it's a meme, but uh, this is what Denny intended. This is I, exactly what he wanted. I will say uh, for IMAX theaters, a small critique
0: for them in itself.
1: The aspect ratio?
0: Yeah, it kind of got to me a little bit. Uh, I, I was, was thinking
1: about you whenever uh, I saw that because you had just mentioned a couple episodes ago. Yeah, uh, go back and listen to it if you haven't already. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking about that and I noticed it a lot in this one how it just kept changing.
0: Yeah, and I thought that this movie was shot entirely in IMAX.
1: Yeah, me too. Because I don't Venom know why it they... was. So I don't know why this one wasn't.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I don't know why they didn't just shoot it in IMAX. That's my thing like if you're going to shoot if you're going to show a movie in IMAX, it better just be shot entirely in IMAX. Go
1: all the way, which What's... is something I hope uh that they improve on for part 2.
0: Yeah, also even uh, outside of that, the theater itself, the IMAX screens are like all the way up to the ceiling, right? And I kind of wish they I know that you know, you want you want to fill up the entire wall, but I every time there was a shot of something up high, I would look up and I would just have the, the the light from the screen reflecting onto the ceiling. So I have s- ceiling panels to look at too, and it kind of it kind of took me <laughs> out of it. I'm like, oh, look at that planet way up there. Oh, there's a light <laughs> right there that is out. Exit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exit door. <laughs> great. Now I'm out of the movie. Uh, just a small critique on my end, but uh, I don't know. Put put a little bit of wall. Just a little bit of wall up there above the IMAX screen. Yeah. That, that's all I ask. But I can't recommend it enough. Go watch it so we can get part two. Uh, Tim- Timothy Chalamet fans and Zendaya fans, uh, go to war again on Twitter.
1: Yeah, y'all are going to be eaten with this movie. Yeah. And at Warner Brothers, tell, tell them you want a part two, please. Tell them you need a part two, that you will not be able to function until you get part two. Yeah, do what the Snyder fans did. And, uh, <laughs> and
0: instead of 12. Annoy of you, them relentlessly. <laughs> instead of like 12 of you out there in uh, the costumes, you'll have like 1,200 TikTok uh, teenagers outside
1: of Warner Brothers' lot. In their uh, airsoft looking uh, Dune outfits.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do that, guys. But uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, I love this movie.
1: Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I, I again, uh it's not my favorite. It's not uh but it's such a good time. I couldn't think of a better way to spend two and a half hours than watching something that was made with such passion and with uh, he's flexing on everybody. Like how did It really he, is. It's it's unfair. It and really I, is. I say this a lot, but uh I can't wait to see what he does after Dune because uh I still haven't seen Arrival. Uh I was actually going to before, but again, time got the better of me, and I didn't get to. But um, I love Denny's mind and uh, what he's able to do uh, pretty much single-handedly for the sci-fi genre in uh, the past decade or so. It's, It's incredible. The past five years, no less.
0: Yeah. I am really curious to see or to hear what you think about Arrival. Oh, okay. Because I am a fan of that movie, and then something
1: happens at the end. Oh, I, I have heard about uh, the ending, but just the fact, just uh, the the fact that people are talking about the ending like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it, and well, let's talk about it because I'm very curious to what you. Uh... Oh, also watch Prisoners. Yeah. Prisoners is so good. It's, and it's you know longer so than this one. Yeah, have you seen it? No. You know what's so funny? I that was the first movie I've seen of Denis, and I didn't even realize it until Blade Runner twenty forty nine came around, uh, because uh, my grandma showed me that movie. Oh, <laughs> she wow. was watching, it. I was like, oh, "Let me watch it with you." I'm like, "Oh, this is a pretty good movie." And yeah, years later, Denis Venue, Uh it's so great to see him like grow, like not even just like scale and uh, budget uh, as a director, but just uh just to see his craft grow and grow like i feel like it was all leading to this
1: yeah it's if you're a sci-fi director
0: yeah if you're a sci-fi director your goal is to eventually make a dune movie and Denis got it first baby sorry everyone else you can just quit while you're ahead hey but rejected dune projects turned into something even more beautiful too like exactly Alien. so hey baby keep keep it coming no
1: complaints. Yeah. If you've been wanting to make Dune, uh, don't make Dune and make something else. Inspire or something, you know? Yeah. Dune influences all. Dune is life. Dune is the spice. Hey, Dune is the spice of life. <laughs> and I think we're going to wrap it up there.
0: And that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, first, I want to thank the people who listen to us. You're all great. We love you. Even I love I don't... you. Uh, we personally love you. We don't know who you are more those than you who... will ever know.
1: So tell us in
0: return. Tell us that you love us uh in the comments or anywhere you can find us uh, on the street. If you see us on the street, and you're like, "Hey, yeah. I, re- I recognize that voice." Let us know. uh But if you you can't do it on the street, do it on the social medias. You know, do it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're there. The Cinema Show is there at Cinema Show Live and. Maybe you just want a shadow. Either way, you're all part of the panel as much as we are. Jackson, where can we find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jackson underscore DML. And if you want uh, my early, or if you want to see my thoughts on movies that we're going to talk about on here earlier than the episode comes out, you can follow me on Letterboxd. Same username, just remove the underscore. Ah, I got
0: the premium reviews there, see? Yes. And you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd on uh, DylanMM5. Uh, I just rank movies. I, I, I don't got time to to type and do all that stuff <laughs> dune is actually number one on my uh 2021 list
1: i still haven't ranked it yet i yeah. haven't had time to go in. i went to a party last night hey, uh, you. so yeah
0: did you uh did you by any chance uh drink a little too much and start talking about Dune up with other people i
1: did not i actually talked about halloween kills oh. with uh, <laughs> other people that were there <laughs>
0: Let's leave that one behind. I-, I was hoping we didn't bring in that uh, movie into this conversation. Evil Dice tomorrow. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I-, I wanted to come up with a chant for a Dune with Evil Dice tonight, but I, I couldn't. Atreides Dice tonight. Is that Whoa. what they're chanting? Yeah, that's what they're chanting there. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so glad we didn't get uh, Ginger uh, anti Mohawk people. We got uh, just pale looking bald people. You didn't
1: miss them? Not even a, a little bit. <laughs> no,
0: they're terrible. I was laughing when I saw their haircuts. I was
1: like, they were they were doing a lot in 84. They're completely different.
0: <laughs> they just seem like stooges. That's all. They <laughs> <did>. <laughs> hey, boss. Uh... <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, anyways, uh, you can find us uh, on all the favorite places to, that you can listen to podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Amazon, Amazon music. music. Yeah, see, Jinx, so... Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Hey, I owe some spice. Oh, yeah, okay. yes, I need please. I need, I need it. <laughs> uh, we're going to relapse after this episode's done. <laughs> uh, and uh, remember, all films are subjective, and it's all about perspective. Have a great day and a better tomorrow.